the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Alright, what a difference a day makes, eh? Welcome in Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dom Catronio. Jeff Cirillo is with us tonight for six innings. This was your holy cow. Two aces going at it. Merrill Kelly, Corbin Burns. Then top of the seventh happened, you're like, oh my gosh, this is a blowout all of a sudden. And then you had Maddox watch happening for Corbin Burns. Uh, a streak ended tonight, and also a record was set. A lot of home runs hit, too. The offense was late arriving, but they arrived nonetheless. If you want to join in on the show, if you're staying up late with us, 855-616-1620. Again, 855 855-616- one six twenty, Jeff. There's a lot of places we can start. I mean, Craig Council set a record. You know, most games managed by a Brewers manager now. Uh, that's a, a, certainly a big thing to note. We'll get to that a little bit later. But where do you want to start here tonight? Well, I think it just. I mean, tip of the cap to Craig Council. I mean, watching the telecast tonight and nine years has just been a blip on the screen. Just the success that he's had. Not only the most wins in Brewers history, but to be to be one of only two guys in the National League to have that kind of tenure, um, you know, I think that Vinny Rotino hit it on the head really well tonight. That Craig Council is a guy that grinded his whole way and never under, and he never takes for granted how hard it is to play Major League Baseball. He's a grinder, but you know he has the respect of the players. So I mean, hats off to him and a great game tonight by by Burns. I mean, you knew he was due, and from the first pitch tonight, he was on the attack mode. Yeah, Burns was simply fantastic tonight. I mean, I. There are so many stats that we can pop up to say, you know, kind of told you so, but that's not the point of this. Looking at Corbin's final line, eight innings, three hits, no runs, no walks, which is the big one for me, eight strikeouts, and he threw 89 pitches, 65 strikes. Maybe if it was later in the year, he would have the opportunity to go for the Maddox there, complete game shutout on less than 100 pitches. Uh, They decided not to. It's start number three of the year. It was good to get something positive under his belt moving forward. And looking at the swings, I mean, first of all, it's a lot of rookies in that other side, right? A lot of guys that have not seen Corbin yet. And first of all, the cutter was being the cutter. But I thought the pitch that really stood out to me tonight was his changeup. What what stood out to you about Corbin's start? Well, the able to be able to split the plate left and right. I mean, he's got the cutter, so... I, I remember playing with so many great left-handed hitters, and every time when a, when a reliever came in or something that they didn't know, the first thing they would always ask is, does he have a cutter? He's got a cutter. And when you look at Carver Burns' cutter, it's like Mariano Rivera, right? It's late, and it had and it had angle, and it was and it was pinpoint in on the hand. So not only did it, it opened up the change of a way, because all these guys, these lefties, are just looking for that cutter in, cutter in, and then he just drops a 91-mile-an-hour change up that drops off the table. So, I mean, he had all four pitches going tonight. I mean, just dominant start for a guy that's a dominant pitcher. Yeah, the, the swings and misses, I believe it was in the eighth inning before he ultimately grounded out, his last out, Alec Thomas, right? Those two cutters in that started right on the inside corner and then bore in under his hands, and he whiffed at both of them, and he wasn't even close. And, and this is your third at-bat against him, and just absolutely shell-shocked by the fact that he missed those two. He ended up grounding out, but eight strikeouts... Uh, he had retired uh, ridiculous, I think it was up to five straight innings without allowing a base runner from the third until the eighth inning. He was facing the minimum until there were two outs in the eighth inning as well. 
that's Corbin Burns that we all have come you know to expect and kind of come to get used to. But it's really important not to grow numb to those kind of starts because look, the Diamondbacks they they put the hurt on the Brewers yesterday on a couple of swings. They've just put the hurt on the Dodgers a couple of days ago, winning three out of four there. This is a scrappy, young, aggressive, good team, and Corbin had the formula for him. The thing that goes unrecognized in a situation like this, look, the Brewers are tr- having trouble scoring, right? Whatever it was, they're jet lag. Going to Arizona, they get shut out last night, you know, and they're matching them zeros. But then you have a guy, I mean, if you maybe don't have an ace pitcher like that, where they sneak one across, one becomes two, two becomes three. Three becomes a very daunting situation now that you haven't scored in 15 innings, right? But he's able to just match zero for zero, although Kelly had a no-hitter going. You know, Burns, I mean, no one in the – I mean, when you play – behind a guy like Burns. I mean, you know that one run in a game like that is all it's going to take. And, and Adamus, I mean, what a great piece of hitting, right? I mean, we talked about it a lot already on, on our show is, you know, 2022 was pull happy Adamus hitting bombs. And now he takes a ball that's a sinker middle in and he takes it, you know, and that's, that's a long way to get it over that, that fence out there in the chase field. It's about four, four, four twenty probably to get it over that big fence and center. Yeah, and for Willie to do that, at that point in the game, he had drawn a walk. He had also grounded at the third on an ambush. That was on the second pitch of an at-bat to start off an inning. He knew he got it, but it clearly rattled Kelly from there on, right? He walks the next two batters, and boom, you blink. He's already out of the game. The next two batters would reach, and the Brewers would blow it open thanks to the Brasso two-run double. But... Once again, no surprise, one of our texters in here as well, 855-616-1620. No surprise that it was Willie Adama sparking things once again. This dude, it's just, if you take him for granted for a split second, you're thinking, all right, Willie's having a quiet night, boom, he can change the game and flip it on its head, especially after having a tough night defensively last night. That was great to see from Willie. Right, I mean, the guy, he just plays with a lot of relaxation out there. I mean, you see him out there and he's, messing around with Rojas at second base. And, and I mean, it's almost like you're, you're envious of the, a guy like that that can be just so loose and so relaxed no matter how the game is going. And like you said, you know, I mean, he's he's kind of become a, a big uh, big spotlight-type situation. I mean, I remember last year watching the Brewers from afar a little bit, but all the big homers he hit down the stretch and, and late in games, and tonight was one of those. And we also got to address the news earlier today with Brandon Woodruff going down. We'll talk about that more in depth in the next segment. But knowing that, that Brandon Woodruff's not going to start tomorrow, and for Corbin Burns to then turn around and, for one, for himself to take it into the eighth inning and only Yoel Piom's pitch in the ninth, but for the offense to back him up and make things breathe a little bit easier, they're going to need that offense they had in the last three innings to show up for Jansen Junk tomorrow to finally get some confidence because if they were only scoring two or three runs in this game after getting shut out the day prior, you would be feeling a little bit walking on eggshells going into tomorrow for Jansen Junk returning to the big leagues. I think this was important for both the bullpen to get rested and get ready to go for Jansen, and also the offense to prove that they can support their guy on the mound. Well, I think you made a good point. And so when you're in a big league clubhouse and you're the manager and you just lost, you know, one of your four horsemen, right, one of your four aces and Woodruff, and who knows how, you know, foreseeable. I mean, you say it's going to be seven days and maybe miss one start. He's got a little bit of a dead arm. But, you know, there's a guy that missed a month last year with just an ankle injury. So you never know when a guy goes on the DL – you don't. You, you hope he comes back in seven days. So I think that definitely played into the factor tonight of, of Burns not going back out for the ninth inning. When you 
peak of the bullpen, like the Brewers' bullpen, that was the first run. I think that they've given up in I'm probably short-sighting here, probably about 30 innings. So, um, you know, like you said, the bullpen's rested, and, and they'll go for uh, a series win tomorrow. And the only reason that Piops even allowed a run was because of defensive indifference, right? I mean, I'm not even that worried about the fact that, oh, no, the streak is over. I mean, it was a it was a soft single in the right, and then the guy advances to second on the indifference, and then another single to right center. And, you know, Brian Anderson tried to throw him out at home. That's a big ask. And with two outs, he's like, oh, it's no big deal. It's truly no big deal. Let's talk about, though, what may or may not be a big deal with Brandon Woodruff and what the pitching looks like coming up ahead. That'll be on the other side of this break. But I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Just getting rolling with you for a little less than an hour from now all the way to 12.30. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings continues after this. Continuing on, I'm Dom Catronio with Jeff Cirillo. Brewers win 7-1 to tonight. Got a chance to win the series tomorrow and make it four straight series wins to start the season. But there was some bad news delivered earlier before the game. The news that Brandon Woodruff would be placed on the 15-day injured list due to right shoulder inflammation. Uh, the word from Craig Council is just wasn't quite recovering as quickly as they had hoped between starts. And for Brandon, hadn't heard directly from Brandon yet, but the thought is that they're going to let some more time go, but he expects it to be a short stay on the injured list. So this is, in my opinion, Jeff, tell me if I'm wrong. What The way I read into the quotes and the way I read into the way that this timing and everything that's going on, this is, hey, look at the calendar. It's April. You need a few extra days? Let's give you a few extra days. Jansen Junk can come up. He's already on the 40-man roster. We can make a start. Let's make sure if this team, you know, the team's planning on playing in October, right? If you're not feeling well in April, let's make sure that this doesn't get jeopardized for something later on in the season. Yeah, I mean, you always have to go into, with a contingency plan in spring training to have about eight or nine depth starters you know obviously Ashby getting hurt didn't help and, and Hauser just now starting to throw uh doesn't help either but you got to have depth at that starting rotation position and that starts with you know six-year free agents or developing guys in your minor league system so these things happen and you know it's better to, to be safe than sorry and this is one of those examples you mentioned it depth all the signings in the offseason you know the Renfro trade brought back this depth with Jansen Junk and Elvis Peguero and Adam Seminaris, who's a lower-level prospect. But then you look at the Wade Miley signing when it looked like, as it appeared, that, well, what are you going to do with Ashby and Hauser? And now you're adding Miley into this mix. Well, Ashby's gone down. You obviously have Woodruff hurt for at least one start. Uh, Hauser is hurt in that middle swing man of the bullpen right now. And depth is just no one's ever turned down depth. And having Jansen Junk on the 40-man roster from that Renfro deal is going to prove itself be really valuable. By the way, in two games so far in Nashville, he's been off to a really good start. Ten innings, five hits, just one run. He's not a strikeout guy. He's somebody that's going to be just putting the ball on the ground and letting you get yourself out. He also had a solid spring training, aside from his uh, spring training's first debut, where he didn't record an out in his first start in spring training. 
Then from there on, he was great. Eight innings, only allowed four hits in one run, and it was a solo homer. So I liked uh, what we saw from Junk at the end of spring training. He has high standards for himself, and he's coming in, pitching well in AAA. They're not going to ask him to go eight shutout innings like Corbin Burns did with a fresh and ready-to-go bullpen behind him. They're ready to see if they can get four or five out of him. Boom, two times through the order. You did your job, Jansen, and uh, hand the ball over for the bullpen. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's going to be a little bit of a drop-off with, between him and Woodruff. But I've seen Jung pitch before, and he's, like you said, he's a, he's a control pitcher, four-pitch mix, throw strikes. You know, I mean, he's going to make his pitches, and the hitter's got to beat him. So uh, this is also going to be the seventh start of Jansen's big league career. If you look back at his numbers uh, with the Angels when he was making starts, it wasn't so pretty. But, hey, the Brewers have got their magic sauce on them now, I guess, you know, of understanding what to do with pitching uh, development. So looking forward to see what Jansen can do against the young Diamondbacks. Now, looking ahead to the rest of this road trip. Now, we're not going to have a post-game show tomorrow after the game. We'll be going straight into Wisconsin's afternoon news and the Bucks playoff preview after the game tomorrow. But a big thing that jumps out as the Padres are the next opponent for the Brewers Thursday through Sunday It looks like, and it hasn't been officially announced yet, but it looks like the Brewers are not only going to miss Blake Snell, they're also going to miss Hugh Darvish in a four-game series because they're using a six-man rotation right now here at the start of the season. Nick Martinez, Michael Walker, Seth Lugo, and Ryan Weathers, maybe they move you up a day, but remember you had so late getting back from Team Japan the Brewers are now on an opportunity that, you know, this is a very good offense on the other side with the Padres. The fact that Brandon Woodruff won't be making a start against them, Corbin Burns will be making a start against them, but you can take all the advantages you want when you get to miss both of those great pitchers from the Padres this weekend. Well, we talked about it last night, right? A 5-5 five and five road trip would be a great uh, road trip for the Brewers, and then you see, see sometimes where you see the pitching alignment, and then, you know, sometimes when you go on a road trip, the first win on the road trip is usually the hardest one to get. So now they've gotten that one out of the way. And like I said, they're going to go for a, a, a series win tomorrow. And then they're missing a few. You're dodging a few bullets in San Diego. But at the same time, they still have a good lineup and they'll be formidable. They're, yeah, no kidding. They're also missing the major bullet in uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Still not yet back from suspension uh, from earlier in the season. We also just want to make sure we look up and down this box score here for the Brewers here tonight. Uh, everybody got on base uh, tonight except for uh, Bryce Terang, shockingly enough. Victor Caratini hit the ball hard a couple of times. Mitchell with a couple of singles. It was great to see Telez finally get one out, you know, on a ball that he didn't necessarily get all of, but he crushed that one to deep center early in the game. Then he hooks one down the right field line for a home run. Just start stacking these performances from Rowdy like you would hope eventually performances get stacked for Christian Yelich of saying, all right, let's start building some confidence here and moving forward because, look, Telez and Yelich are going to be in the top half of the order. It's where they belong. It's what they're trying to do for the Brewers as far as Yelly get on base, Rowdy drive him in. I'm a big believer in success obviously breeds confidence naturally, but you can just see yourself hitting the ball hard. The baseball gods are bound to give you one like they gave to Rowdy tonight, and surely that's got to come soon for Yelly. Well, I saw last night. I mean, I, I said before, I think Delez will be fine. I think I love his swing. I love his setup and his confidence at the plate. You know, the real takeaway for me tonight was, um, you know, Jesse Winker being being sick, you know, and Brasso being, you know, kind of forced into duty. But that's what you say, right? You have a you have a solid bench and depth 
depth of position where you can put Anderson out in right field and you put Brasso in there. Normally, you know, he's out there to, to get the lefties, but tonight he really had the decisive hit, you know, the add on runs that you need to get on the road in the major leagues with the two out double on a, on a heavy sinker, mid nineties in on his hands, great swing. And then home run later. Yeah, it was it was great stuff there from Brasso. He just loves that Arizona air, I guess, after having that awesome spring training that he had uh, back in uh, the American Family Fields of Phoenix. A couple of texts here, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. So many positives in all phases of the game. This is from Josh. Let's take a moment to reflect on what Council has done for his hometown club. I'll continue to hope that he will lead us to a championship before he steps away. Well, he's got a heck of a window open right now to get this thing done. We're getting way ahead of our skis talking about World Series here in April. But it is a good moment to remind ourselves to reflect. Craig Council, the kid from Milwaukee, managing his team. You said it perfectly, and it was mentioned earlier that he got every ounce of talent out of his body in the big leagues, and he is just trying to spread that to his roster. The connected motto this year seems to be clicking right now for the Brewers. Craig Council is just a consummate pro. I'm a big fan of his, both on and off the field. Uh, I can't picture anybody else leading the Brewers in their most successful window of uh, play in franchise history. Yeah, you're right on with that. I mean, here's the thing. is like when you get a guy like Craig Council in there, I mean, he's not going to be the Barry Bonds. It's not going to be the all-star of the year. He's going to have to make rosters and, you know, be the utility guy and then fight for every spot and then be the starting short star, starting success. And lo and behold, when you look look back at the career, he's got two World Series rings. He's the most, you know, decorated manager in, in Brewers history. And, and the reason you can do that is because he's been in on both sides of the coin right he's been the guy that's been called up and not supposed to make the team fight to get playing time fight to get a 25-man roster fight to get a starting spot and then playing the utility role at the end so he's worn every hat in the game of baseball we're going to talk about some of the big moments of this game tonight coming up on the other side of this break we're with you till 12 30 tonight if you're staying up late with us as well or it's available in podcast form first thing in your inbox tomorrow morning stay with us brewers extra innings continues after this Let's get to our difference-making moment of the game in a 7-1 victory for the Brewers in a game that was a no-hitter through six for Merrill Kelly and a one-hitter through six for Corbin Burns. He carried that one-hitter into the eighth, by the way. With Jeff Cirillo, I'm Dom Catronio. Annex Wealth Management is different. It's not driven by commission sales, but not by pushing financial products you may not actually need, but rather for elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Contact NX Wealth Management. Know the difference. NXWealth.com. All right, Jeff, your difference-making moment of the game is? i got to say it's uh, council going to, to Brasso to play third base for the, uh, the sick Jesse Winker, right? I mean, uh, he had... The big add-on runs with the three-two sinker hard, you know, it's just a great piece of hitting. I mean, that's a, I mean, it's a tip of the cap from from one right-handed hitter to another facing a 97 mile hour sinker in his hands, and then to add on with the opposite field home run to cap off a great night. It was a heck of a night for for Brasso, his first of the year. So your your difference-making moment was before the was when the lineup card was made, pretty much is what you're saying. That's right. That's right. I mean, someone had to fill the spot. And then, luckily, you have the, the versatility of Anderson that you can throw him out in right field and you put Brasso right over to third. I love that. I love that. It, it would be easy for me to pick 
the Willie Adamas uh, home run as the difference-making moment of the game. For me, I'm going to go a little bit different here. I'm going to go with Victor Caratini's bases-loaded walk there in that seventh inning, right? So you have bases loaded and nobody out and a chance to keep adding on in that inning. And Victor Caratini got ahead of the count 3-1. and one. It would have been very easy for a guy who's already hit the ball hard once that night and for a guy that has had a slow start with the bat and had a slow second half of the year last year with the bats and maybe see a little big and try to chase something out of the zone. Him staying patient and drawing a walk there kind of set the tone of a we-not-me inning. You look at that the ground up by Weimer just trying to hit it where they weren't, knowing, knew he wasn't going to hit into a double play, and then Brasso finally really cleared the table with the double down the line. I think that Victor Caratini at bat, that walk that he drew with the bases loaded, is going to be a big one to remember in this victory for the Brewers. A 7-1 win. They're now 8-3 and on the season, still best in the National League. The Diamondbacks are now 7-5. and So while we still got you here, Jeff, want to briefly look ahead to tomorrow. We've talked a lot about Jansen Junk already. Dre Jamison, one of the top prospects for the Diamondbacks, he is going to get the start. He's been off to a great start to his season. He's 2-0 with a 2.86 ERA this season, or a 2.16 ERA. He's got eight Ks and eight innings. He does have five walks, though, to keep an eye out for. Tomorrow, he is right-handed, so you figure it's going to be a standard lineup. The Brewers will take this series if they do blank tomorrow to beat the Diamondbacks. I think it's it's probably pretty good to get off to a good start and get a few runs early just to lighten the pressure for Junk, just making his first start and with a new team. I know that he had, was there for all of spring training, but that really doesn't matter. You know, you're you're taking the field in a big league setting with a new team. You know that Woodruff is on the DL and you're up there to, to man that spot. Yeah, and for me, it's the bullpen. The bullpen's going to be ready to go. Bryce Wilson obviously pitched uh, in yesterday's game. I imagine he'll be available for bulk if needed. But you've got Strezlecki, you've got Milner, you've obviously got Williams. I mean, Williams has barely pitched. I saw that the Rays were joking that their closer, Peter Fairbanks, they were calling him Peter Rare Banks because he was rarely pitching in games. He got the shutout win uh, in yesterday. He didn't even need to pitch today because they blew out the Red Sox. So it's kind of becoming that for Devin Williams right now. For me, the key tomorrow, if the bullpen is ready to go, because look, the streak's obviously over scoreless, but it's one meaningless run in a blowout game. I think they're still in very, very good shape to set the tone and win four consecutive series to start the season. Uh, just one quick other note. Here as well, you mentioned that Jesse Winker being sick. We didn't really mention that earlier. He wasn't even with the team today or yesterday. Uh, TBD, if he'll even be available tomorrow, the correct council said that it really knocked him down, uh, so they just let him stay away from the team, let him catch his breath, get going. Uh, have you ever had to come back from a really tough illness, and how many, you know, have you ever played in the situation where it's like, gosh, I do not feel well right now, and trying to play through it is almost never the right idea? Oh yeah, there's many times I remember, and and you know, and Phil Garner, the one thing about being a, a manager and and having the manager be a third baseman, that's the position that he's actually the hardest on. So I remember we were in St. Louis and we had gone to get some ribs or something like that the night before we had a day off, and I was sick the next day and I went to the hospital to get an IV, and then next day, I mean, just because you're 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 up and you're walking around doesn't mean you have anything left in your body as far as water and i was still playing and i'm just i remember looking at old videos of it i'm like gosh i should not have played that one 
but it worked out. I hit a home run in the ninth inning to, to, to win to tie the game for us, and then we eventually won the game. So you never know. You never know. I mean, Phil Garner, <laughs> that's a great story, actually. That's great stuff there, Jeff. You're just, you're just a total gamer, right? Yeah, I mean, because, you know, I don't want – I just know that even when I coach, you know, the first position I look at is third base. And so having Phil Garner and Buddy Bell, I know exactly what position that, that they're looking at first. And I know what they're expecting. That's awesome. That's great stuff. Jeff Cirillo joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings. Thanks, as always, for your time and your stories and your insight. We get the day off tomorrow from postgame, but we'll be staying up late again for the weekend against the Padres. Thanks again, as always, Jeff. All right. See you, Dom. All right. Jeff Cirillo with us here on Brewers Extra Innings. We're going to take a breather. You're going to hear the news on the other side of this break. Then we'll be right back after that. We'll hear from Craig Council. We'll get to some highlights. Also get you who's hot and who's cold. All that and more right here on Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers 7-1 the victory tonight. It's time now for who's hot and who's cold. I'm Dom Catronio. Thanks for staying up late with us. Or if you're listening in the podcast feed, remember to tell your friends to go ahead and subscribe wherever they get their podcasts in order to have it right here, especially on this West Coast trip. First thing for you to listen to the next day. So who's hot and who's cold? It's brought to you by Cider Heating and Cooling. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Cider's highly trained technicians provide a one-stop shop for all home and business comfort needs, including an emergency service line that's always live. And get peace of mind by scheduling maintenance today with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Cider, that's S-E-I-D-E-R dot com. Who's cold? Look, we can glance over Yelich. We can talk about Yelich again. But look, it's Yelich is obviously cold. And one game doesn't make a season. I know, you know, I was sitting here saying, hey, who's in my mentions? Knowing, look, it's one game. If you're going to put every single game from Christian Yelich under a microscope this season, you are going to drive yourself crazy. And... I, I tweeted somebody earlier in the evening, like, what do you want me to say? It, it's If I respond to somebody, I look like it's just it's a lot of negativity surrounding, uh, surrounding Christian Yelich right now. I just want to let the dude play ball. Okay, let's let the dude play ball. Let's see what you get out of him. And I still want him in the leadoff spot because I know he can draw walks. I know he can steal bags. And he's been striking out lately. And until this year, that was never a problem for him. It was more the ground ball outs. It was the pull side stuff. He lined a 99-mile-an-hour fastball the other way, and you're like, wait, he's still got that in him. So it's in there. It's just a matter of right now the swing and miss trying to get his timing back. It's early for everybody. Let's just let the dude play ball, okay? We're not going to put every single at-bat through the grinder saying, oh, my goodness, look at this. Just let the dude play. Cool? Cool. Who's hot on a brighter note? It's Corbin Burns. That's the guy that we know. I mean, the numbers, again, are so impressive. He could have had a chance for a Maddox if he was a little bit later in the uh, season, I think, if he was more stretched out, especially if, you know, Brandon Woodruff didn't go on the injured list before the game. But Corbin Burns' final line, eight innings, Three hits, no runs, no walks, eight strikeouts, 89 pitches, 65 strikes, also 16 swings and misses in this one. That's more than he had in his first two games combined. So great to see that from Corbin. Furthermore, he threw 41 cutters, 34 of them were strikes. That's ridiculous. 
That's an 83% strike rate with the cutter. Or how about the uh, the changeup? The changeup was terrific. 79% strike rate in this one. He had a total of 19 changeups thrown. 15 were strikes, and five of those 15 were whiffs. Great stuff from Corbin tonight. He is the easy pick to say who's hot and who's cold. We'll do that segment every post game. And a quick housekeeping note once again, a reminder. Look, we don't do post-game shows on weekday day games, so there is no show coming for Wednesday's game after the contest. There's actually a special hosted by Justin Garcia coming up tomorrow night that will be uh, all about the Bucks playoff preview. So really excited to hear that from our colleague Justin here at 620 WTMJ. He's got interviews, he's got analysis, everything you could want getting ready for the Bucks to open the playoffs coming up on uh, Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, Saturday or Sunday, depending on when they start, depending on all this playing stuff that's happening here tonight. But I'm full on in baseball mode right now. Let me know uh, how far the Suns get, and if we get a rematch of Suns Bucks, I'll be I'll be locked into that. Okay, cool. So that's the quick housekeeping note. But we will be with you Thursday through Sunday, so don't worry about that. We've got you covered for the Padres series. Same time, 8:40 on Thursday and Friday. Then an earlier game Saturday. It's a uh, three. I believe it's a 310 uh, Wisconsin time first pitch, so a 110 Pacific time for both Saturday and Sunday. So I'm all in for the weekend day game look coming up this week against the Pods. So that's a quick little housekeeping note here as we move along with Brewers Extra Innings. Let's hear from the all-time leader in wins and now games managed. That'll be coming up after the break. Craig Council's comments after this win. Brewers win 7-1. More to come after this. The manager, Craig Council, over 1,181 games now under his belt, passing Phil Garner. If the Brewers finish the season with uh, 85 wins, he will reach 700 wins in his career. Just a good rounded off number, but obviously the Brewers are hoping for more than that. He's, he made history tonight. Corbin Burns pitched absolutely fantastic. Eight shutout innings, only one hit allowed into the eighth inning. Let's hear from the manager, Craig Council. I mean, that, that was, that's as good a start as Corbin's had in the big leagues. So, um, I mean, I, I thought he was just awesome tonight. I thought, um, you know, just from really like the f- first sequence of the game, the first uh, inning of the game, um, you know, you, you, it was locked in. Um, and, he, and he carried it uh, through eight strong innings. So, great performance tonight. Um, what, what do you expect from Corbin? felt like it's almost hard to choose what was better tonight, like the cutter or the change Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say everything. Yeah, you're right, but everything was good. I mean, I thought he, I thought he used his curveball well early in the game, um, and, and that that made a difference too as well. So, just to just to steal some early strikes, um, especially against all the left-handed hitters. So, everything was working tonight, and, and when he has a night like that, um, you know, it, it's 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 a pretty good challenge for the other team. How much yeah. of that is Vic behind the play too? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, um, I think certainly Vic played a role. Um, but I, you know, I, as much as anything, it's like, it's Corbin just um, being great um, and just saying like, first two weren't me. Um, I'm going to be great, and, and that's what he did. Did the efficiency stand up too? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, it was. I mean, I think just through seven innings, it's, yeah, I mean, eight, 80, 89 pitches through eight innings is, that's that's 11 pitches an inning, basically, and that's that's incredible. Um, so, um, 
yeah, very efficient, lots of swings and misses, just great performance. What does a performance like that from him, um, you know, add to the clubhouse? I mean, you guys have everything going for you guys, the bullpen, the lineup, and now your ace is back here with well, I mean, those, you know, you first of all, you, you pitch eight innings, that, that sets your bullpen up. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, this is what great players do. They give your team a boost. Um, and, um, you know, it was, it was, that's why you can't wait for Corbin to start every time around, no matter what's going on. And, and uh, you know, you don't, you don't say you expect it, but it was fun to watch him tonight. It was fun. It was really fun to watch. It was, like I said, after the first inning, you just kind of had this feeling that uh, he's locked in and it's going to be a good one. I know it was just one run, obviously, but Adonis's homer seemed like it was a real mood changer. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we didn't have a hit, so yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, um, it was, it was a great pitch game for six innings, right? It was two guys that were um, on top of their game. Um, we we couldn't get much going. Um, both both teams got you know had nothing going. I mean, I, we played six innings and. Hour. I mean, it, yeah, it was it was unbelievable. So um, both pitchers were outstanding, and um, you know, we just we the home run it changed the game. You know, it, it got you know it's one of those games where you know Corbin's pitching and Kelly knows he's got to be perfect, and almost when that run goes on the board, it just it feels like it's more than one run. You talked in spring about you know, like how do we get Mike Brasso more at bats if he keeps performing. Tonight, kind of a, along those lines of you, know, you put him in there against a righty, and he's earning himself more. Yeah, I mean, we look, we you know, with J Jesse's illness tonight, we've had to do some di different things uh, in this series, and um, you know, Bross, you know, he, you know, they got him the first two at bats. Kelly got him the first two at bats with some good pitches. He, he battled them pretty good, but he, he made some good pitches on three two to him. Um, but Bross is he's he's a hitter, man, and he squares up the baseball and. Has tough at bats, and he did it again tonight. Corbett hasn't thrown a complete game. He was close to it today. Hasn't thrown a complete game. Were you tempted to send him out here to the ninth, or did you know once he? No, I mean, you know, if, if the eighth inning would have been super, super clean, I think we would have considered it. But you know, I mean, you, or this early in the season, going out there eight times is, you know, although the pitches were efficient, that that, that takes something out of you going out of there eight times, going out there eight times. So. Um, you know, we had a, we had a good lead, and um, you know after they, they he, I thought he had to kind of battle through that that um, eighth inning, and he had to you know kind of emptied in on that last hitter to, to keep runs off the board. So um, with the lead, it was it was good enough. Seemed like you know Rowdy these last few games that I've been here, he's been close to getting that hit, and then earlier today he had the one lead, but it yeah was yeah I mean yeah Rowdy's you know it's you hit some balls hard, you hit some ball hard to center field and the big part of the park, and 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 made some outs recently um but power is his thing you know and he, he's putting the ball in the air and if he puts the ball in the air there's there's going to be some to leave the park jump tomorrow jansen junk will start tomorrow yes no he, he did not come to the park tonight um he, he's he's sick you know and he's um he, he's just he, he wouldn't be he, he wouldn't be usable right now. We, we need him to stay at the hotel and get better and um, keep everybody else healthy. Health is all that matters in April. You know, just get through it, make sure you survive, and then get ready for the long haul because it, it doesn't feel like it, but all of us together, you listening in here, we are 
in the you know in the blocks. We are just beginning this marathon. Okay, it is April twelfth. We will be playing regular season baseball until the first weekend in October. Okay, there is a lot of baseball to go. Get healthy. Get things right with Brandon Woodruff. Let Jesse Winker start feeling better. Good things will happen on the other side of that. So, big one tomorrow coming up with the Diamondbacks. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but we're going to listen to the highlights here. Coming up next, also some great news on the farm. That's how we'll close the show. Up next, highlights. Stay with us. Staying up late. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. All the highlights are really in the back half of this game because the pitchers put on a show. Merrill Kelly, Corbin Burns, both of them going step for step, pitch for pitch, strike for strike. Corbin Burns had only allowed one hit in the first six innings of the game. He had struck out seven in that time, and he had faced the minimum. But on the other side... Kelly hadn't allowed a hit. He had allowed three base runners, two walks, and a hit batter. But really, nothing was ever in danger. In fact, neither team even had a runner in scoring position until the seventh inning. That's when Willie Adamas would be leading off the inning for the Brew Crew in this one. The 0-1. Hit high and deep to center. Back Thomas. All the way back. Track. Turning around. Wall. See you later. Willie Adamas. Deep to the deepest part of this ballpark. The first hit of the night is a massive home run. Brewers have a 1-0 seventh inning lead. Josh Mowers called. They were not done in that seventh, though. The next two batters, Telez and Anderson, would draw walks and chase Kelly from this game. Garrett Mitchell poked a single in the right field to load the bases for Caratini. He would draw a walk with the bases loaded to make it 2-0 crew. Terrain would pop out. Weimer would ground out, but it would be a productive ground out, moving runners to second and third and bringing home a run. So it's now 3-0 Brewers with two outs and a 3-2 count on Mike Brasso in the order because Jesse Winker is sick, and he made good on being in the lineup. Castro, 3-2 again. Swinging a line drive, smashed into left field. A fair ball. Two hops all the way to the fence. She rolls. Both runners have scored, and Mike Brasso's into second standing up. A two-out, two-run double has made it a five-run seventh, and the crew have a 5 nothing lead in the desert. Again, Josh Maurer on the call, and then you never look back from there, especially with Corbin Burns pitching as well as he did. He would end up finishing with eight strikeouts in this one and eight shutout innings. It's the fourth time in his career that he's gone eight and zero in a start. Brasso wouldn't be done, but he also was joined on the offensive party with Big Randy, Rowdy Telez. 1-1, pulled down the right field line, high and deep. If it's fair, it's gone, it is gone. Rowdy Telez, his second of the year, and the Brewers add on to that lead. It's six to nothing crew. That's Lane Grindle's call of Rowdy's second homer of the year. How about one more home run? One more chance with the cheese head. It's Mike Brasso in the eighth. 1-1 pitch. Brasso, high fly ball, deep right field. Racing back is McCarthy at the track. Bye-bye baseball. Mike Brasso goes deep. 
And the Brewers lead it 7-0. Rosso with his first of the year. He loves hitting in Arizona. He had the big spring training where he had as many home runs as anybody in the Cactus League. And he comes back to Arizona here in April. And he launches one out the other way to right. And the Brewers having a good time here in the late innings in Phoenix. Again, laying on the call, beg your pardon. It was the ninth inning of this victory for the Brewers. One run with a score in the ninth, inconsequential. 7-1 to one, the final. The Brewers and Corbin Burns get the win. They'll go for the series tomorrow. We'll wrap up the show after the break, get you some great news down on the farm, and get you ready for Dre Jamison and Jansen Junk. Stay with us, Brewers Extra Innings. Last few minutes of the show here, Brewers Extra Innings, 7-1 victory tonight. Back tomorrow. No post-game show tomorrow, though. Just another reminder that we will not have Brewers extra innings after Game 3 against the Diamondbacks. We'll be right back here Thursday night, late night with you after the Brewers and Padres. Coverage will start at 2.05 for a 2.40 first pitch tomorrow against Arizona. Then the Wisconsin afternoon news. And then the Bucks playoff preview after the game tomorrow, we'll be back for the 8.05 coverage, 8.40 first pitch Thursday and Friday against the Padres. And then we'll also have it for the day games over the weekend. Now, I tease that we're going to have some good news down on the farm. I tweeted this. Kurt Hogue was all over it from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Man, Jackson Churio, have yourself a night down in Biloxi. Double-A season just began. By the way... If you have MLB TV, like maybe you're a T-Mobile subscriber uh, and you get MLB TV for free, you also get MILB.TV included in MLB TV. So you can watch minor league games included in your package like number one prospect Jackson Trudio, who tonight hit two homers, one to the opposite field in Biloxi and the other to straightaway center for a walk-off shot for the Shuckers. Now, why is the walk-off more impressive than the opposite field. Because if you have ever been to Biloxi, Mississippi, you know that in that ballpark as well, faces the Gulf, it is always blowing in, it is humid, damp, wet air at night. The fact that he hit a ball on a rod to dead center, the video's on my Twitter, at Dom underscore Catronio, on a rod, dead center, walk-off home run, I Honestly, I have not seen a ball hit that hard. I've spent a lot of time in minor league baseball since 2016. I have not seen a ball hit that hard to straightaway center before and make it out of the yard, right? Normally it dies on the warning track or maybe it one-hops the wall eventually because it is such a heavy air down there in Biloxi. That was so impressive for Churio. And oh, by the way, he's the youngest player in A, 19 years old. He is younger than Yuri Perez, who's the top pitching prospect for the Marlins organization. He'll be on the fast track to AAA. Let's see what Jackson Chorio does during his time in Biloxi. I mean, quite frankly, let's not go ahead of ourselves here because let's be honest, the Brewers have too many outfielders right now between Yelich and Mitchell and Weimer in the big leagues on a daily basis right now. You've got Anderson who can play the outfield. Remember, Tyrone Taylor is still on the injured list. Uh, you've got Sal Freelich waiting to come up in AAA, too. So I'd be absolutely shocked if Jackson Trurio is playing in the big leagues at some point this year unless he absolutely forces his way onto this roster, which is what they're planning on doing with Sal Freelich. And speaking of AAA and speaking of walk-offs, they also had a walk-off. Alex Jackson 
won it for the Sounds uh, against the Norfolk Tides in 11 innings in this one. Freelich, rarer game for him. He was over with a walk, but everyone else provided well. Keston Hira, uh, Big John Singleton had home runs. Jackson the walk-off. Even Tyler Naquin had a home run in this one. So a good night on the farm uh, across the way, and a good night in the big leagues for the Brew Crew. Again, no Brewers extra innings for Wednesday's game. We are back on Thursday after the Padres. Fun one tonight. Corbin Burns was fantastic. Mike Brasso was fantastic. Uh, and a really fun one going for the series tomorrow. Jansen Junk making his Brewers big league debut against the young hotshot, Dre Jameson. First pitch is at 340. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Dominic Catronio. Keep on swinging.